Good afternoon and welcome to Faith FM and Looking Up. This is Danny Malenkov this afternoon and I am here with my new co-host, Sharissa Tarosian. So yes. welcome, Sharissa. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> wow, we finally managed to get Peter out of that seat and now <laughs> Sharissa is here. So it's only going to get better from here, folk. And no. we miss him already. <laughs> we do, we do. Peter, we miss you. If you are listening, um, we wish you all the best as you pack those boxes. Um, for those who are regular listeners, you will know that Peter Watts, who was my co-host, or I was his co-host, for the last number of months since we started this program looking up, looking at current world events in light of Bible prophecy. He has been asked to head down to Tasmania. Mm. Have you ever been to Tasmania? I have never been to Tasmania, but I'd love to go to Tasmania. Yeah, I've only been there once, and it really is a a beautiful part of the world. Mm. It's a beautiful part of Australia. And uh, so, yeah, so that temptation was too strong. And so he, he, headed, he headed to the Apple Isle. I think it's called the Apple Isle, isn't it? Yeah, it might be. Because it looks like an apple. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's, that's where he's going and he'll be leaving early next week. So as we speak, he's probably packing boxes and who knows what else he's doing. And uh, he'll, be, he'll be there with his dear wife and they're just going to have a, a blast together in Tasmania. So we'll miss him. But mm. as they say, the show must go on. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So Sharissa is is the new co-host on Looking Up. And the reason we call it Looking Up, just to remind you, is because of the words of Jesus in Luke 21, verse 28. He said, when you see all these things come to pass and the things that we are seeing right now taking place all around us, it's been a pretty hectic year 2020 Mm. and it doesn't seem to be letting up. Jesus said, when you see all these things, when you see uh, all this mayhem and chaos and confusion in the world, he said, look up. Because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. Amen. So that's where we're putting our faith and trust in. Amen. And we know that just looking at everything around us, it must be pretty soon. Absolutely, absolutely. So today on Faith FM, we are going to continue the journey in the last book of the Bible. We've been going through the book of Revelation. We've been going through God's final message of love to the world. And so today we're going to continue that journey. So I hope and pray that you'll be able to stick around. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, a big welcome. And if you're a regular listener, it's great to have you back. And we're just going to have a wonderful time in God's Word. So you may want to get a notepad. Certainly have your Bible with you if you are able to. And uh, you will really enjoy uh, this program. I'm going to give some details of how you can get in touch with us in a little bit. But now sit back and listen to Tim Newfield, who is like you. Awesome and glory 
Welcome back to Faith FM. I hope and pray you enjoyed that wonderful piece of music. And it's a fantastic afternoon here in Wall's End where we are where we are airing from mm. here in a place not far away from Newcastle, beautiful part of the world. So wherever you're listening from, I hope and pray that it's a, it's a lovely day. And really, if the Lord is with us, it's always a lovely day, isn't it? Amen. <laughs> Amen indeed. Amen indeed. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, I want to give you the numbers. So if you've got any comments or any questions you want to share, feel free to do that. You can go to Faith FM and 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us on 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. Any questions, any comments are most welcome. And if you've missed out on any of the programs since we started, you can go to our podcast, Looking Up. You can go to the Faith FM website, I should say, faithfm.com.au. Go to the podcast section there and take a look at Looking Up. And we're going to update that photo very soon. We're going to have Sharissa there instead of Peter. And the photo is going to look a whole heap better. <laughs> and so uh, feel free to take a, take a listen to some of the previous presentations that we have done in order to catch up. So we're doing a bit of a series here. We've been on a journey through the book of Revelation in particular. And we're going to give a little bit of a rundown um, a little later on. But first of all, Sharissa... What we want to do is we want to talk about this brand new program on America and Bible prophecy 
that we've been promoting for the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and it actually started last night. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Look, last night was epic. We had, oh, that was the premiere opening of the series. It was talking about the birth of a superpower and it was really uh, just going over the incredible history of how the United States actually became a country and how it uh, yeah came into being and it talked about the Pilgrim Fathers, it talked about the Puritans, it talked about people fleeing persecution in the old world and coming to find religious freedom in the new world and yeah I thought it was really wonderful. Did you get a chance to I absolutely in? Oh. did, I absolutely did. Usually my evenings are taken up by yeah. Bible studies and um, yeah. visits and meetings and so forth, you know that's sort of the, the life of a pastor in the evening as you know. Yes. Uh, because you are married to a pastor, I am indeed. <laughs> and I understand that you that you that you really enjoyed the presentation last night. You just I thought did. the presenter was just amazing. <laughs> Is that right? I was so proud of him. <laughs> no, he did a great job, um, and I know that Lord really helped him because it was uh, as in His own words, He would tell you it stretched him because we're used to talking about things from the Bible, like mm. we can talk about the Bible, but talking about history, well, that required a little bit of extra mm. research to get your source. And so incredible how you know the Bible and history come together in so yeah, such a incredible. good way. Yeah. Now, you, now, now you said that um, you're, you're proud of, of, <laughs> of the efforts of the present. Do, do you do you have a reasonable knowledge of him? He's my husband. Oh, he's your husband. I'm sorry, I should have clarified that. <laughs> he's your husband. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, yeah, now so you're he he started off last night, and yes. as you pointed out, he talked about uh, the the birth. Of the United States of America, mm. from from the old world to the new world, and it was mm. fascinating. I really did. I really did love the presentation. Now, it's the first of how many presentations? Yeah. So this is a nine-part series unpacking what the Bible says about America and the end. And the good news is, is that if some of our listeners here right now uh, missed last night's presentation, or they're not going to be near a computer or Facebook or anything like that, they can actually listen to it live on Faith FM. I didn't realize that till just now, but it streams live at 7.30 yeah. tonight. Well, let's give those details, um, Sharissa. Uh, well, before we do the details, we've got Lyle, um, who is a presenter on Faith FM Breakfast. Yes. He's, he's one of the presenters, and he'll be sharing tonight mm-hmm. and tomorrow night, as well Yours truly, yourself. You, you, you yeah. are one of the presenters as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there next week. <laughs> next week, so, okay. But so, I'll be on the Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, talk to us about the Q&A. So after the 30-minute presentation each night, there's a Q&A. And- yeah, so this is another wonderful opportunity for you, wherever you are, to connect and to bring your questions, you know, whatever questions the presentations themselves generate for you about, about the subject matter, then you're invited to send those in via the YouTube chat stream or via the Facebook chat stream and our presenters, including our producer, they actually take those questions and answer them live. And I understand that is also aired live on the radio too, I just discovered. Yeah. So. Well, well, let's, let's give those details now. Well, let, let's start off with the radio. So yeah, all you need to do is just tune into Faith FM mm-hmm. at 7.30 mm-hmm. tonight. That's so right. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. So it's this week. Next week, same time, same days, and the following week. So three weeks in a row, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 7.30. So 7.30 to 8 is the actual presentation, and then from 8 till 8.45 or or, or whenever, somewhere around there when the Q&A comes to an end. So, uh, So you can jump on Faith FM. 
and you can listen and so that is available otherwise uh, you can go to the website so do you want to give us the details regarding the website www.theend.digital that's it you want to repeat that <laughs> www.theend.digital okay so there you go nice and easy so tonight once again 7 30 and it'll be the second presentation. And if if people did miss the first presentation last night, are they able to catch that? It's it's on the website. It's on that same website. It's on the same website. Okay, so you can go on there and you can catch up from last night. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic a fantastic program. So Sharissa, you have uh, an interest. We talked about this uh, last week when we had you in when we briefly introduced you. You have an interest in Bible prophecy now. Do you want to? We didn't. We didn't tap into this last week, but I think it'd be really valuable just for our listeners to to be able to get to know you and who you are. Just share with us a little bit about your journey. Sort of where were you born? And um, you're obviously married to this wonderful guy called Justin. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit of family and your journey and and how you got to be where you are today. Sure. Well, I was born in Sydney. Uh, grew up there. My mom is from Queensland. My dad is from Samoa. And his father was part Chinese, part Samoan. So wow. my former last name was Fong. <laughs> and uh, so if you could see me, you'd see I'm all mixed up. Um, my <laughs> uh, Now I'm married to an American. who he, he came over from California last year. We got married last year. And his family go back. They're Ukrainian and Armenian and American. So it's all completely United Nations in our home. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in a Christian home and my mom took me faithfully to church every Sabbath. My dad didn't always go to church, but um, by nature, I'm a shy person. And I remember going to church as a little girl sitting in the pew, seeing the preacher get up the front and the pastor would preach and people would say, Amen. And I thought to myself, wow, that's amazing. How do they have the courage to do that? So I'd go home and I'd shut myself in my bedroom and I'd stand in front of our full-length mirror. My sister and I shared a room. We had a full-length uh, mirror there in our wardrobe and I would preach to the mirror. And uh, one day she came into the room without knocking and she said, what are you doing? And I I said, I'm preaching. And she said, can I play? So my sister and I played church. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, she would do the welcome, take up the offering, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do the special music. And then I would preach, made up something. Nobody would understand Who would do the I children's said. story? <laughs> you know, I think we left that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys were like adults. So I mean, oh, you're not little kids. Yeah, we were, we were probably four or five at the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were playing church. And one day um, we had a man from our church come make a visit to my dad who wasn't going to church for many years and he saw me preaching to the mirror because the door to the room was just a little bit open and he thought to himself one day I'm going to ask that girl to preach <laughs> years later I was 16 years old at my church one Sabbath and he came and he said my wife and I have been thinking we think the the young people of our church should run a, an evangelistic program and I thought oh that sounds exciting great and he said and we think you should be the speaker oh wow yeah at the time I'd never preached before in my life so that was great faith he had <laughs> to so you're 16. I was. <laughs> and you've been asked to not not like just preach one sermon, but like to yeah. do a whole week of prayer, like a whole week's worth of messages. Yeah. So that was what he said to me. He then had to convince the church that that was a good idea. <laughs> 
And uh, I think God intervened. But yeah, that's that was how I began. Wow. And, um, and then another side of the story, I, I made a promise to God when I was entered into a public speaking competition in high school. And I said to God, if you let me win this competition, because I just was so nervous, I said, I promise I'll speak for you wherever you open the doors. The next day, long story short, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I never won again after that. Uh, my teacher tried to enter me in many other competitions, hoping that I would, I guess, win because she saw potential. But God didn't have that plan. He had a different plan. And, wow. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so you put out the fleece yeah. like um, like our friend Gideon. Yeah. And the one and only time that you actually won was the time that I made a promise. That you made a promise to God. And, yeah. and here you are. Wow, that, that, that's quite a story. So. Your your preaching career, your ministry career, in a, in a public sense, began when you were four and five. I guess. <laughs> well, it wasn't very public at that point, but <laughs> but well, yeah. In front of your sister and yeah, the mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah. Who's the best preacher of them all? <laughs> Teresa, yay! <laughs> Except no one understood it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So so you've got just one younger sister. Yes, and you know what the interesting thing about this is, is now I actually preach to real audiences, and she sings. She used to pretend to sing when we played church, oh, and now wow. she sings for real and audiences. And she's a very good musician. She's put God's out. gifted her. I know. I've, I've got one of her CDs. Uh-huh. How many has she put out? She's got three now. Wow. Yeah. Wow, three CDs. And just in case, just in case our our listeners may be interested in some of her music, uh, are we able to play some of that on Faith FM? Yeah, I believe so. All right, so. Our, our producer here is nodding his head, so we'll look to do that. Um, I don't know if he's. Able to maybe even find one for today. That'll be pretty neat. And uh, what's your sister's name? Malita Fong. Malita Fong. So she hasn't um, uh, <laughs> found her matching pair, as they say, just yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Well, um, yeah, that that's great. Now, tell us um, just a little bit about what you are currently doing, mm-hmm. apart from being on Faith FM on a Wednesday afternoon. Yes. So. Um, well, at the moment, I serve in the North New South Wales Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in their prayer ministries area and also as part of their evangelism team, which is helping produce the end at the moment. And yeah, the prayer ministries running prayer conference and coordinating the prayer requests to go to prayer leaders throughout our conference. Mm. Uh, the beauty of that is that when there's an urgent prayer request, I just send a text message off to all of our prayer leaders cross conference, and suddenly there are people praying for the same request all over the place. Which yeah, is I, I get some of those text messages forwarded on to me by mm. our by our prayer ministries leader there at our church, and mm. and I guess it's probably worth mentioning that earlier this year, when the pandemic sort of got up and going, I don't know when it was, whether it was April or May or somewhere there, uh, you and Lyle, the 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 host of Faith FM, you guys put a, a series together, an online series that you can go and listen to. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? It's called The End, wasn't it? Yeah, so uh, that's right. When we couldn't meet people and audiences in person, we thought, well, let's go online. And so we developed uh, The End.Digital series, which you can watch all the presentations of that series. I think there's 24 parts mm. plus a couple of live Q&A yeah. ones as well. Um, yeah, and it's a wonderful uh, resource if you'd like to know more about what the Bible says about the end and how to be ready for Jesus when he comes. So there you go, folks, some some fantastic resources. And I would encourage you 
to to tune into that series and especially if you want to have a an overall understanding of what the Bible has to say about everything that's really important when it comes to salvation there were 24 topics 30 minute presentations and I think you'll find um, that very very helpful so yeah the end dot digital mm-hmm. I was there today and they're all there listed so mm-hmm. you've got this new series on America mm-hmm. um, following on but all those resources are there so feel free to pass it on to your friends because really the truth is in this day and age there's a lot of confusion out there and we're going to talk a little bit about this there's a lot of confusion uh, out there regarding what is going on what all this means with the internet and YouTube I mean every man and his dog is able to post Mm -hmm. things up there and so there's a lot of people that are confused and wondering what on earth is going on where is it all leading to what's the significance and so forth and it's good to have the bible it's good to have the bible and the bible enables us to to know exactly where we are in the stream of time and and what what the truth is Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. Well, Sharice, it's been great to get to know you a little bit. And I'm sure in the course of our time together, we'll get to know you a whole heap more. Now it's time for us to have some music and then we're going to go to the news. We're going to listen to, oh, your sister, Marlita <laughs> Fong. Stand by me. Here we go. <laughs> well, producer.
Welcome back to Faith FM and Looking Up. You're with Danny and Sharissa. Good to have you and your company this afternoon. And we have had a, a wonderful time thus far just getting to know Sharissa. She is the new co-host in case you have just joined us. She's uh, taking over from Peter. So Peter's heading down to Tasmania. <laughs> And so we wish him all the best as him and Marie pack and head down there early next week. Now, Sharissa, before we went to the break, you were giving us a little bit of an insight as to uh, your journey Mm -hmm. and how you came to be where you are today um, on the front lines of sharing the good news of the gospel. And can you think of doing anything that's more fulfilling than that? I don't think so. I think the best thing is to be serving the Lord in wherever He calls you to serve, and there's no greater fulfillment than doing that. Mm. And, and what a joy and what a blessing to have uh, a partner in crime, your <laughs> husband, who yep. is also a minister of the gospel. So you guys are like going together on this yeah. journey. That must be very exciting. It is, and it's two are better than one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And so it's great to have you, Sharissa, and I know that we're going to be all blessed as we as we have the opportunity to to hear some of your insights, especially in the book of Revelation, because I know that you love the book of Revelation. Well, I love it, but I'm also looking forward to learning from you. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I was happy to come. <laughs> uh, have you heard of the great disappointment? <laughs> I think it's going to happen again in 2020. I've just got a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure not. <laughs> Oh, well. Well, today we want to continue this journey in the book of Revelation. Now, there may be some uh, listeners who are not very familiar or quite, a, or quite a number that are not very familiar with this book of Revelation. Now, this book has often been neglected, sadly. Uh, that's because of, of, of I guess, the, the way that is written. There are symbols. There are strange beasts. Uh, there's a strange woman there. There's, um, yeah, all this stuff that's, I guess, uh, more like a Hollywood kind of scenario rather than your typical biblical story. And so a lot of people don't understand the book of Revelation. And as a result, they have sadly um, just left it on the shelf or they'll get to the book of Revelation and they'll not worry about it. And they'll go back to Genesis and start reading their Bible again. Mm. Now, is there any hope? for those who would really like to understand the book of Revelation? Yeah, I think there is. You know, I was just thinking before when we were setting up this subject this this afternoon that Jesus said in John 16 verse 12, Mm -hmm. he said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Jesus had so much to share with his disciples, but they just weren't quite ready to hear what he had to share. So that's where in John? That was John 16 verse 12. Mm -hmm. And I like to think of the book of Revelation as being like that fifth gospel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The first four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, telling us the story of Jesus and he goes to heaven. He ascends into heaven. Now what? Well, that's where we pick up in Revelation. Mm, and it's interesting because the author of the book of Revelation is? Jesus. Oh, John. It, it's John, yeah. 
It is, John. Yeah, here's, here's the one that's right. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. you're right about that. Well, let, let's take a look at, let's take a look at, as you refer to this as the fifth gospel, let's go to the first verses of the book of Revelation. And this is really fascinating to me. Sharissa, if you want to maybe read from verse 1 to verse 3, and then we're just going to make a couple of comments on this. So this is Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Sure, and I'm reading from the New King James. The Bible says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. Thank you. Fantastic. It's interesting how this book begins. It mm. begins with those words, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. So what does this tell us about the book? Who's the book about? Jesus. If we love Jesus, we should love to study the book of Revelation. So there you go. Isn't that, isn't that a word of encouragement to all of us? If we love Jesus, then we, we would want to study this book because this book is all about Jesus. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It could also be translated the revelation about Jesus Christ, mm. um, but it's all about Jesus. He is front and center in this book. And it's interesting, um, at the in verse 3, you read, Blessed is he who reads, mm. and those who hear, and those who, who listen, and, and, and those who keep the prophecy. Is, is there another book in the Bible that you're aware of out of the 66 books of the Bible where there's a blessing attached to those that would take the time to read, hear, and keep the things that are written in it? I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, there isn't. Yeah. And that's a great thing, actually, just thinking because of the medium of radio. Anyone who's listening to the study of the book of Revelation should be blessed too. Exactly. So <laughs> blessed the, are those who hear. Yeah, I like that. So there's a blessing on those who read, yes. which is you and I will be reading from it. Yeah. And there's a blessing on those who hear. Mm. So this so this scripture was really built for Faith FM and mm. radio. <laughs> <laughs> true. So yeah, I didn't. I've never thought of that, but that that is so true. So it's 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 a very important book. Now I don't know what else you want to sort of pick out from there before. Um, I go, I go any further. Is there anything that really jumps at you in that introduction? Uh, yeah, just the part about how it's talking about it's a book that's addressed to those who are near the end of time as mm. well, like for the time is near, the time of what? The end of all things, the coming of Jesus, I guess. So it's a book, it's a book that's especially relevant to those that are living at the end of time. Amen. It's interesting that we begin with a blessing. There are actually seven blessings in the book of Revelation, seven times that word blessed appears. Hmm. And in the very last chapter, if you want to go there, um, Sharissa, notice the bookend to the book of Revelation, Revelation 22 and verse 7. This is fascinating because here we have the words of Jesus hmm. because I've got... I've got a red letter Bible, so every time Jesus speaks in my Bible, my New King James, it's in red. Mm -hmm. And in verse 7, we have the words of Jesus. So do you want to read Revelation 22, verse 7? Sure. The Bible says that Jesus says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Wow. So, so we have at the very beginning of Revelation a blessing mm. to those who will read, hear, and keep, because the time is near, as you said. 
And at the very end in the last chapter, we once again have a reminder from Jesus himself this time. Mm. The first time John, he's writing. This time, Jesus himself says, John, you can quote me directly. Mm. Blessed is the one who reads this book, the one who takes the time to read this book. So this is straight out of the mouth of Jesus. I, I, that for me is pretty important. What do you think? Amen. Powerful. Absolutely powerful. So we want to continue to, to look into the book of Revelation. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you've just joined us, and you haven't been with us for the last number of months, I probably just want to give you a little bit of background as to this book, just to, just to help set it up, give you the context. It's the last book of the Bible, and it was uh, written. It's the final book that was written. That's what we believe. John wrote this book. As you read the book of Revelation, you discover that he was an exile on the island of Patmos. Mm. There, I've been to the island of Patmos. Oh, really? Yeah, it's in Greece. It's one of the Greek islands. Wow. Patmos. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it, was quite, it, was, it was quite an amazing experience, actually, Sharissa. I remember uh, we got there in the afternoon or somewhere there. I can't exactly remember. This is back in 2010 when I went on a, on a Middle East study tour and a sort of Reformation study tour, two-in-one. And I remember, um, yeah, looking forward to... The morning, mm -hmm. uh, we, we had some activities. Breakfast, I think, was first up, I don't know, probably about 7 o'clock or whatever. And it was summertime mm -hmm. there in Greece, so the sun would get up pretty early. And I made a decision to set my alarm um, well, before, well before the sun got up because I wanted to go down to the shoreline. Uh -huh. With my Bible and read through the Book of Revelation <laughs> while I'm all at, while I'm on the island of Patmos. I can't think of a more biblical experience. <laughs> I'm telling you, I thought, who knows if this will ever happen again? So, wow. um, so I took that, and I remember, yeah, I remember as the sun was coming up. Uh, and mm. it was just a beautiful experience. And I'm here reading. Mm. I'm, I'm reading these words, you know, I, John, mm. you know, a prisoner of the Lord. Where, where is it here? Um, I, John, verse 9, chapter 1, verse 9, he says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos mm. for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So he was there because of his faithfulness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. Very, very powerful. So anyway, that was a great experience back in 2010. And uh, yeah, so the book of Revelation is, for me, for me, I don't know about you, Sharissa, so I don't know what your favorite book of the Bible is, but for me, it is the book of Revelation. Mm. It's my favorite book of the Bible. Amen. That's because it's all about <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I love its companion book too, the book of Daniel. Oh, absolutely. They, they go hand in hand, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And we've gone to the book of Daniel before and we'll continue to go there as well. Now, just to give you just to give you a little bit of a heads up as to how the book of Revelation is structured. As I shared, uh, John wrote the book um, toward the end of the first century while he was in exile there, a prisoner in um, on the island of Patmos. In fact, that according to tradition, we are told that uh, the emperor, uh, at the time, I think it was Domitian. Was it Domitian? Mm -hmm. I believe so. I think it was yeah. Domitian. He was the emperor, and he tried to well, he tried to execute John mm -hmm. in a pot of boiling oil. Mm. 
But he couldn't, could he? Didn't didn't boil. <laughs> well, he didn't cook. Did he? No, he didn't cook. He didn't cook, and oh, so so yeah, he was exiled mm-hmm. to the island of Patmos, and uh, that's where he was when, according to what we just read earlier, uh, God sent an angel, and that angel gave him the revelation of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that John then sent through to the seven churches in Asia Minor. And you can read about that in chapter 2 and chapter 3 and in chapter Mm 1. And uh, this message was for them, but also it was to be a message for the next 2,000 years, all the way through until the coming of Jesus. So uh, there's a lot to the book of Revelation. Um, it It was for the audience then, and it's been for the audience ever since, but especially at the end of time. And we know that because the book of Revelation has 22 chapters, And it's really in two halves. Hmm. The first 11 chapters are more the historical Mm -hmm. aspect of of history. But the last 11 chapters, beginning in chapter 12, focus and center on those final events of Bible prophecy. Mm. So two halves. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting that it's it's put together as a chiasm. Mm. And we've talked about this in the past. And you may be thinking, what? What's a chiasm? What on earth's a chiasm? Well, the best way to sort of describe that is uh, like, a, what do you call those dartboards? Um, <laughs> archery, archery board. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, you, you know, we're all familiar with an archery board yes. where you've got your circles and so forth. And so you have the first part of the book of Revelation. It connects with the last part, the mm-hmm. second part with the second last part, third part with the third last part, and so on and so forth. And the very heart of the book of Revelation is where we are majoring, and that is Revelation 12 and 13 mm-hmm. and 14 and, and chapter 10 and 11. That, that, that's sort of the centerpiece of the book of Revelation. The bullseye. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the bullseye, the bullseye. So that's, so that's where we will continue to go. So with that in mind, we are soon going to plunge into uh, a continuation of that bullseye study. We're mm-hmm. going to be looking at the third angel's message. And we, we, we've noticed that in Revelation uh, chapter 12, 13 and 14, we have really the, the history of the church in the last 2000 years from when Jesus Christ initiated the church all the way through to the second coming of Jesus. These three chapters uh, are really important, really critical. So what we're going to do um, after, our, after our music is we're going to unpack that and we're going to move into that third angel's message and we've got some really exciting stuff to share, haven't we, Sharissa? I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> and especially as it relates to the United States of America. Yes, yes. So, so that's going to be really, really exciting. Now, Sharissa... Um, one, any final any final words from yeah, you? I just like to also share that I like to think of the Book of Revelation as being like a love story mm. because it's got all the elements of one. It's got a, a prince who's Jesus, and he has a bride, the woman, his church. But there's also a villain, a, da- a dragon, who's mm-hmm. trying to attack the woman and totally trying to destroy her. But it has that's a happy- fantastic. Yeah, it has a happily ever after. Oh well, I love that. I love that. If you missed that, we're going to introduce the next segment with that. In the meantime, sit back. Manuel Escorzio, the heart of worship. Thank you.
Here on Faith FM with Danny and Sharissa, and I hope and pray that you enjoyed that song from Emmanuel. It's all about worship. And I was just sharing with our with our with our wonderful producer Liam, who does a fantastic work every week, doesn't he, Sharissa? He just does a fantastic. <laughs> He's the quiet achiever in the background. Yes. <laughs> and uh, without him, without him, we'd be in a whole heap of trouble. And yeah, he chose that song, and and before before like when I looked at the song, and I'm like, wow, that's where we're going to springboard into next. We're going to be we're going to be talking about worship, and you know we've been looking at the Book of Revelation, and the the key theme mm. in the Book of Revelation, Sharissa, is indeed worship. It is. 
It, it, it's worship. Uh, I looked up that word worship, and that word worship in the New Testament appears 60 times. Wow. Okay, in those mm -hmm. 27 books of the New Testament. And in the book of Revelation, the word worship appears 24 times. Wow. In that book alone. So more than a third. Mm -hmm. In Revelation chapter 13 and 14, right there, the very bullseye mm -hmm. of the book of Revelation, a very central part of Revelation, the word worship appears eight times. Interesting. So one third yeah. of that 24 appears in those two chapters alone. Amazing. So worship really is the key issue. Mm -hmm. It's always been the key issue, hasn't it? It has, right from the very beginning of time. Yeah. So what, what happened at the very beginning of time? Well, <laughs> how did we get into this mess in the very beginning? Yeah, the story's in Genesis, isn't it? And how um, Adam and Eve were there. They had clear instruction. They had this beautiful relationship with God. No fear, no shame. But in spite of that, an enemy slithered into that garden mm. and spun lies about God. And instead of being faithful to God and worshiping Him, they listened to the lie of a serpent. And that's how we got here, isn't it? Mm, it's very sad. So so they, they gave their allegiance. Mm. That's what worship is, isn't mm -hmm. it? Who is worthy or worship? Yes. That's sort of where the word comes from, who is worthy of your allegiance and your commitment. Mm. And it's interesting because uh, the the war that began in heaven before before Adam and Eve mm -hmm. were formed, before this world, was a war where God's God's number one angel, God's uh, most trusted, His leading angel, the most intelligent of mm -hmm. all the angels, the one who was created perfect, according to the Book of Isaiah and Ezekiel, mm -hmm. the Bible tells us that. He wanted worship. That was Lucifer, Lucifer right. who became the devil. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be like God. He wanted to be worshipped. Mm -hmm. So he's always wanted worship, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. And at the very end of time, uh, the issue will be over worship. Amen. That's going to be the key issue. So we're going to be looking at that today. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting that you know you, you you mentioned before we went to the break that the book of Revelation. There's there's many aspects to the book of Revelation. You know we talked about this chiastic structure where you know the bullseye is right there in the very heart of the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. um, the blessings at the beginning and at the end for those who will read, hear, and keep. Uh, they're, they're the sanctuary, which is mm -hmm. the plan of salvation, the, the sanctuary service. Mm -hmm. It's in the book of Revelation before all of the major, uh, before all of the major sections, there's yes. a sanctuary uh, introduction. True. Yeah, it's really fascinating. So Christ is, is very much at the center of this book that has basically him as it's, it's, it's the, the, the name of the book is the revelation of Jesus Christ. John mm -hmm. wrote it, but it's all about Jesus. Now, you also pointed out something that I thought was just wonderful. The book of Revelation is like a love story. Mm. And that's the whole plan of salvation is like a love story. So do you want to just yeah. sort of unpack that a little bit more? You were kind of sharing that real quick. We were running out of time before we went to that beautiful song. Do you just want to share that again? It's definitely worth hearing twice, three times and ten times. <laughs> Well, again, just as you said, the book of Revelation is like a love story where Jesus is the prince mm -hmm. and he has a bride, the woman, his church, and he loves her. And, you know, if a man loves a woman, you know, we know he protects her, he provides for her, and he will profess her. And we see that there's this constant attack of the woman in the book of Revelation from a dragon, mm -hmm. from the serpent mm -hmm. and Satan, and he's the villain. That's the typical elements you have of any love story. <laughs> um, 
but it has a happily ever after ending as well, which is really wonderful. And so uh, as we've been talking here, you've been setting it up about worship. Yes, Revelation is all about Jesus and why we should love Him. Mm. And when we see how He loves us, it's not hard to love Him in return. Mm. You know, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. And we see Jesus, you know, in the book of Revelation, God pulls back the curtains and we see how God has been loving His church through difficult times, in times of persecution, in times when she's been under attack and He's been trying to draw her to Himself. And so... uh Prophecy is not meant to scare us, mm. but it is meant to prepare us so mm. we can be ready to go home with Jesus when he comes. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. fantastic. And, you know, you, you talked about the living happily ever after. Mm. That's that's the conclusion to a love story, isn't it? You know, we, we just love that part. I mean, if there's no living happily ever after, we kind of feel ripped off. Yeah. Um, and the book of Revelation is no different, except for it's not a fairy tale. It's the real deal. And Amen. I love the last words of Jesus in the book of Revelation. And once again, they're in red. Mm. Uh, the second last verse. Do you want to do you want to read that? Um, just yeah, read those last two verses in the book of Revelation. It's Revelation 22 verse 20 and 21. Yes, he says, He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. There you go. Even John's on the amening. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, notice the words of Jesus. Surely I am coming quickly. Yes. It's, it's fascinating. And not once, but actually in that chapter, three times, yeah. Jesus says, I'm coming quickly. If you want to read verse 7, well, while we read verse 7 earlier on, maybe you want to read verse 12. Mm -hmm. And behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. There you go. So three times you have Jesus saying, I am coming, mm -hmm. I am coming, I am coming. Is three significant, Charissa? Look, if God says something once, it's important. If he says something twice, it's really important. If he says something three times, you know he really means it. <laughs> Absolutely. This, this, is, this is God in the sense that we have God the Father, Father God the Son, Son, God the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. we, we have what we understand to be you know, uh, a triune God. Mm. Uh, one God, but in three persons. Mm. And so three times we have, we have the second coming of Jesus mentioned, and it's also shared at the very beginning of the book of Revelation. Where it says, every eye will see him in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. So, so the climax of human history uh, is the two bookends of the book of Revelation as well. We have the blessing, but we also have the second coming. Mm. And uh, that's the blessed hope. That is the wonderful blessed hope that we have. And, and we can praise God for that because I don't know about you, Sharissa, but I don't, I don't see too much real hope out there in the world at the moment. Yeah, nothing real good on the news. And even if it is good, it doesn't last very long. So it just makes us long to look up and look to that better world that Christ has promised and will come when he comes. Yeah, it's interesting that um, the, the second coming of Jesus uh, features more so than I believe or I understand any other subject in the Bible. I think you're right, yeah. 
I think I think I came across um, someone who did a bit of a count, mm-hmm. and they looked at the prophecies concerning the second coming from the Book of Genesis all the way to Revelation. They discovered there's over fifteen hundred mm. references in the whole Bible on the second coming of Jesus. Wow. I read somewhere else, I think it's one, once in every 25 verses there's a reference yeah. in the New Testament. No, I think, I think that was the old, yeah, was that? Yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be the New Testament. Yeah, it could yeah. be the New Testament. Just, yeah, incredible, mm. incredible. There's just, th- that, that's the blessed hope. Mm. That is the blessed hope. And so we praise the Lord for that. So today we want to take a look at this theme of worship. We want to continue to look at that. Now, just another point where, you know, where we've mentioned that the book of Revelation is about Jesus Christ. You have the, the symbol of a lamb mm. and the symbol of a lamb represents Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the lamb. John the Baptist, yep. he said, behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Now, the word lamb appears 33 times in the whole New Testament. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times it appears in the book of Revelation out of those 33? I'm going to take a guess because I looked this up. Is it 27 or 29? 29, yes. <laughs> you're, isn't that incredible? It is amazing. 29 out of the 33 references in the entire New Testament mm-hmm. are to be found in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. So we have the Lamb, and that's Jesus Christ. It's very clear. It's very clear. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today a little um, as we go along. So now we are going to go to where we left off last week. Mm-hmm. We, well, we are looking at the three angels' messages. Now, just to give you a little bit of context, and I think this is really important, just for those especially who are not very familiar with the book of Revelation, as I pointed out earlier, there are three central chapters mm-hmm. in the book of Revelation, and these three are literally the bullseye in, in the book of Revelation, the three most important chapters, I would say, especially when it comes to understanding uh, Bible prophecy and end-time events and the whole issue of worship, and they are chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. So I'm just going to give a very quick overview. So this is going to be the airplane view before we plunge into uh, the, the third angel's message in Revelation chapter 14. So Revelation chapter 12, in, a su- in summary, we have the Christian church from the days of Jesus Christ all the way through to the second coming. We have the Christian church from verse 1 all the way through to verse 17. Mm. We have in this chapter the dragon who is described um, and... Um, and, and he's identified in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9 as the devil and Satan. He is trying his utmost to destroy the church of God, the people of God. Then at the end of verse, uh, sorry, at the end of chapter 12, we have Satan's final attack. And do you want to read that for us in verse 17? Revelation 12, 17, this is Satan's final attack against God's end time people. Sure. The Bible says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the remnant of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is right at the end of time. Mm -hmm. Then in chapter 13, we have the dragon, who is Satan, and he calls up two allies. He calls up one ally that Revelation 13 verses 1 to 10 describes as the sea beast, 
and we talked about that last week. We will get to that in a little bit when we start unpacking the third angel's message. So he calls up this first power known as the sea beast from Revelation 13 verse 1 to 10 and another beast that comes up out of the earth. So the first beast comes up out of the sea. That's why it's called the sea beast. Mm -hmm. And the other beast comes up out of the earth. And these two powers join together to be Satan's allies at the end of time in order to destroy God's end time people that we just read about. Mm. Then in chapter 14, we have God's response. Okay, God's not going to take this sitting back. We have God's response. We have, we have the character of God's end time people in Revelation 14 verses 1 to 5. Mm -hmm. Then we have the message that God's people proclaim in verses 6 to 12. That's the three angels' messages. And then we have the reward mm. of God's end time people from verses 14 to verse 20, the second coming of Jesus. And ultimately, uh, these three angels' messages prepare the world for the second coming of Jesus. So can you see it from yeah. the beginning to the end? 2,000 years of history in those in those three chapters. I really like how you did that flyover because it helps you have a better perspective when you come to the book of Revelation, know where we are, where we're going, and how that those chapters give us that perspective. It's really Absolutely. Good. So now what we're going to do with um, yeah, with that with that overall perspective, we're going to read we're going to read the third angel's message and then we're going to start unpacking that in the time that we have remaining. So if you want to read from Revelation 14, in fact, before before we do that, I can see we are we are slowly running out of time, but maybe if you want to, run, want to read verse 6 for us, uh, Sharissa. All right. Revelation 14 verse 6 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Okay. Now, what, what do these words remind you of? Who talks about a gospel that oh, needs to Jesus. go to the whole world? Yeah, yes. the Great Commission. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And where do we find that? Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Absolutely. Yeah. And in Matthew 24, 14 as well, mm -hmm. Jesus said in this gospel of the kingdom oh, will yes. be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. Mm. So here we have the gospel that Jesus spoke of 2,000 years ago in an end time context. This is the gospel at the end of time that needs to be shared. And there are three angels with three all-important messages that need to go to the whole world. And so we're going to go to those three angels, and in particular the third angel, when we come back after this break. Now, there's a great song that we are going to listen to. It's called Liberty. It's from Liberty, I should say, The Old Rugged Cross. Sit back and enjoy. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame But I love that old cross Where the dearest and blessed
Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that song from Liberty. Oh, I love that song, The Old Rugged Cross. Amen. Isn't it? Isn't it just? You probably a... picked. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's the last word in the book of, in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. That's, <laughs> that's how the book of Revelation that ends with Amen. And indeed, that was a wonderful song. So, welcome back, folks, to Looking Up. You are here with Sharissa. And Danny, this afternoon, I hope and praying that you are enjoying uh, this journey into the book of Revelation once again. Mm. This most important book. And as we've already discovered, Charissa, Mm -hmm. it's a book that has a blessing attached to it Mm. for all those who are willing to read, hear, and ultimately keep those things. And it's all about Jesus. Amen. And that's what we are here. Uh, The whole whole aim and focus of looking up is to be focused on Jesus. Mm. You know, so um, so so I'm just so glad we have this opportunity to be in this book. Now, before we went to the break, uh, we discovered that the gospel that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24, when he said that this would be the final sign that would usher in his coming, we find that same gospel in Revelation chapter 14 in an end time context. And uh, we read those words earlier in verse 6, Revelation 14, 6 where John speaks of the gospel as the everlasting gospel. That's the everlasting good news. It's, that's what the word gospel means, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It means good news. Mm-hmm. Good news about God and his that's everlasting right. love because the Bible says God is love and God doesn't change. Mm-hmm. He's the same today, yesterday, yesterday, today and forever. He's the same always. And so we have these three messages and I'm just going to sum up these three messages. We have gone through these messages point by point and if you have missed any of them and you would like to uh, find out a lot more about those uh, messages that we have looked at, the first and second angel's message in particular, you can go to the Faith FM website, which is faithfm.com.au and go to the podcasts section and there uh, under looking up, just click looking up and you'll have all the programs from the very beginning. And over the last number of weeks, we have taken a look at the first angel's message which is found there in verse 7, 6 and 7. The second angel's message, which is found in verse 8. And now we're beginning to unpack the third angel's message, which is from verses 9 to 12. And uh, to put it in six words, Sharissa, uh, the Lord impressed me one time as I was taking a look at these messages. Really, the first angel's message is God's truth. God shares with us his truth. So there, that's, that's what the first angel's message is in, in two words, God's truth. The second angel's message that describes Babylon, which is confusion, which is rebellion against God and his word and his ways, is is really Satan's lies. So we have God's truth, the first angel's message. God exposes Satan and his lies, Satan's lies. And the third angel's message, God says it's your choice. So, and there really is a choice. Mm, I love that. I wrote it in my Bible when I heard you say it uh, once. So simple. Yeah, nice and simple. So, do you want to read this third angel's message, uh, Sharissa, that is all about choice? And this message, this third angel's message, prepares the world and ushers in the second coming of Jesus. That's what we read from verses 14 to 20. We have the second coming of Jesus. So, if you want to read through verses 9 to 12, 
And then we're going to continue to take a look at what this message is all about. All right. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. There's something interesting about the three angels' messages that I failed to share and I've got it here in my Bible. In fact, I have I have um, put a square around a couple of words. Mm. We, we talked about a chiasm earlier, you mm-hmm. know, and we talked about the blessings of Revelation being the bookends and the second coming being the bookends. Well, guess what the bookend is? Well, guess what the two bookends are of the three angels' messages? You're going to have to help me, Danny. <laughs> I, I, just, I just discovered this. I was reading through, mm-hmm. um, I think this was this year. Wow. The first bookend is, in Revelation 14, 6, everlasting gospel. Mm-hmm. That's all about Jesus, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The good news about Jesus Mm -hmm. and his love. What's the last word in the three angels' messages? Jesus. (laughs) Can you see that? Yeah. The everlasting gospel and then Jesus. They're the two bookends of the three angels' messages. Mm. And everything is all about Jesus and how he wants to prepare the world for his soon return. So that's just a little insight. Um, people, you won't have to pay any extra for that. That's just, I'll just throw that in. It's free today. <laughs> it's free today indeed. Not next week. <laughs> no. so, so there's a lot here in this third angel's message. There's a whole heap in this third angel's message. And I know that this series that you guys are doing, and we're going we're gonna to promote and advertise, there's a fantastic series on America and Bible prophecy. We shared quite a bit about it uh, at the beginning of our program today and in case you missed it we will share again after the news in our last section so stay tuned and we're going to share a little more about that but in that program that you guys have been doing that nine part series that is zeroed in and focused on these verses nine mm-hmm. to twelve there's a lot there isn't there there is okay so there's a lot there there's a there, there's there's a beast that is mentioned there's an image there's a mark, mm-hmm. the mark of the beast. Then we have we have um, the wrath of God. Yeah. Um, we also have this. Um, uh, we 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 have this torment taking place, uh, fire and brimstone mm-hmm. in the presence of the angels. We have smoke ascending forever and ever. Th- there's a lot there, isn't there? Lots. There's a lot there. Not to mention, you know, then then we have at the end of it, you know, those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. So there's a lot there, and it's impossible for us to unpack that all in one session. So we're doing it little by little, bite-size at a time. Now, what we want to take a look at is this, um, what the Bible says, what this third angel's message says about the beast, his image, and his mark. Now, this is really important. Mm -hmm. You shared something earlier, Sharissa, when I asked you about the second coming in the last chapter, and you said, if something is mentioned once... It's important. Mm. If it's mentioned more times, it's really important. If it's mentioned three times, you know he really means it. Absolutely. And this, and this, as I was reading through, 
the beast, the image and the mark, that's mentioned twice. Mm. In verse 9 and then in verse 11, it's repeated. Mm -hmm. And so God's not here repeating just for the sake of filling up paper uh, or just for the sake of repeating himself the way we tend to sometimes repeat ourselves. God doesn't need to repeat himself. He doesn't have any issues with, <laughs> with, with what to say next. True. God is perfect. So when God here gives us a message and he repeats it twice in the first and second angel's message, there's no repetition. Mm -hmm. But in this third angel's message, there's a repetition. Mm, that's a good point. I had not thought of it like that before. Yeah, absolutely. He says, and, and guess what? Worship is in both those verses. In verse 9, you know, mm -hmm. if anyone worships the beast. So God is saying, do not worship the beast or his image or receive his mark. And he repeats that twice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what did you want to say? I just wanted to also share that this is obviously a really critical message because the next thing that happens in the chapter is the coming of Jesus. Absolutely. In verse 14. So this is a message that prepares people for the coming of Jesus. So Indeed. Something about it's really, really critical. <laughs> Indeed. And um, if we could just throw this out there, but we'll, we'll do it. We'll, have a whole program on it but sadly those who receive the mark of the beast are those ones they'll be lost mm. forever lost mm -hmm. and sadly they receive the seven last plagues mm -hmm. according to revelation 16 mm -hmm. uh, they receive the seven last plagues so god is desperately trying to keep people away from being lost forever mm. what a god absolutely very loving so last week um sharissa we looked at the beast and who this beast is. Now, we don't have a description here of the beast, do we, in the three angels' messages? We don't. So we've got where to go do, somewhere else. Where do we need to go? <laughs> I think we should go to another chapter in your bullseye <laughs> <laughs> section. <laughs> where, absolutely. Where would that be? Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. Okay. So we go back a chapter mm -hmm. where John, for the first time, mentions this beast. Mm -hmm. And do you want to just read chapter 13 and verse 1 here where this beast is identified? All right. It says, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Wow. There's a lot there, isn't there? <laughs> there is. Now, we have, we have identified, or not so much that we have, but this power down through history has been identified by the reformers as what power? The Roman Church of the Dark Ages. That's right. The Roman Church, the Roman Papacy mm -hmm. of the Dark Ages. And we have a number of individuals who have identified this power as such. Uh, we, we, we mentioned them last week, individuals like uh, Luther, Kelvin, Huss, Wycliffe, Jerome, the mm -hmm. Waldenses, uh, Wesley, mm -hmm. and the list could go on and on. Even Spurgeon, I know, more modern, I know, but Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, the great Baptist preacher, he said the same. Absolutely. So so this teaching is not anything new to us, is it? No. Um, and it's not new to the last 100, 150, 200 years. So this has been the understanding. And uh, last time uh, we were there, we won't take the time because we don't have the time. We want to move on. But we have a number of identification marks. Not only um, does this power commit blasphemy and the biblical principles for blasphemy are claiming the prerogatives that belong to God, mm -hmm. claiming to be God. Mm -hmm. and also claiming to be forgive sins. We have this power that rules for 1260 years mm -hmm. and sorry 12 yeah 1260 days but a day represents a year mm -hmm. in Bible prophecy. We also have this power that persecutes mm -hmm. and was the Church of Rome sadly 
in coalition with the state responsible for persecution? Sadly, it was. And you know what? A lot of these things that we're describing here, or the chapter that the Bible describes, they're also very reminiscent of characteristics of the little horn of Daniel 7. Mm. So they do the same thing. Exactly. So, yeah, so the little horn of Daniel 7 is the same power here in Revelation 13, mm. verses 1 to 10. And so that that is what we're looking at. And I think it's important to point out, Sharissa, you and I talked about it earlier and we've shared it on many occasions. But here God is not looking, he's not, he's not singling out and he's not pointing the finger at individuals, is he? No. He's, he's looking at, he's looking at, he's identifying a system. Yes, a system that's been hijacked by Satan mm. to serve his own purposes. I like, like you said, he wants to be worshipped and he'll do anything to take worship away from God. So this is a really important point that um, that Sharice has just raised. He's willing to do everything and anything mm-hmm. in order to receive worship. Mm. And the Bible re- describes Satan as the great deceiver. Mm. And someone who deceives, they do a good job mm-hmm. if they're a good deceiver because... You don't you, realize it. You don't realize it. <laughs> yeah. You don't realize it. So... Um, if it's blatant and obvious, it's not deception. Yeah, and that's why we got to study God's truth. Because mm. only by knowing what's true can you pick a counterfeit. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So there's a, a lot of beautiful people out there in the Roman church, um, millions and millions, and only God knows how many who are faithful, who love the Lord with all their hearts. We're not talking about people here. We're talking about a system. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a, about a power that has been, like you said, hijacked mm. by the enemy mm. um, in order to infiltrate... Uh, the minds and the hearts of those that Jesus came to die for, which is every single person mm. on planet Earth. And so that's really important to point out. So we want to point that out. And um, I hope and pray that each person understands that very clearly because that's just how the devil's operated at the beginning of time. He mm. didn't come to Eve in the garden as, 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 as an angel, as a fallen angel. He came through the avenue of a serpent. Mm-hmm. And so he deceived Eve through the serpent. And at the end of time, he deceives uh, the world through what the world believes is something good and positive. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to take a look at. So, so that's where we were last week. We discovered that this um, sea beast is the Roman church state. All the identification marks are there, that it would rule for 1260 years. Now, Sharissa, the Bible goes on in Revelation 14 and it says, do not worship the image of the beast. Mm. Now, where on earth are we going to find the image of the beast? It's actually in the same chapter. We just got to keep reading. <laughs> ah, so now we need to get to that other beast, don't we? Yeah, we do. That beast that comes up from the earth. Yeah. All right. Well, folk, we are about to plunge into this second power that we haven't had an opportunity to identify yet. We're going to be doing that after the break. So we're going to have some music. Then we're going to have the news. And after that, we're going to come back uh, to continue this journey this afternoon. So sit back and enjoy this beautiful item. Be still for the presence of the Lord.
Welcome back to Faith FM and Looking Up. You're with Danny and Sharissa. And we are in the final leg of our program this afternoon. We have been journeying through Revelation. We gave a, a summary, a bit of a, a, a bit of a backstory to the book and so forth. Hopefully you found that very helpful. And now we are plunging into uh, this uh, second half of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 13. Now, Sharissa, before we plunge into this section that is very much on the United States of Bible prophecy, which we're going to look at and examine today and, and, and next week and possibly the week after because there's so much material there, there is a fantastic online series on the United States and as it relates to Bible prophecy. We mentioned that at the beginning of our program. However, as we're coming to land, we need to share once again. So do you want to, do you want to share with our listeners um, what's going on and when they can view it and so forth and so on? That's right. So tonight, uh, this series continues. It's called America and the End. It's a nine-part series about what the Bible says about the end of time and how America relates to it. You will be surprised. And so I really want to encourage you to tell your friends and be sure to tune in and listen. You can listen to that live tonight at 7.30. And each presentation will be followed by a live question and answer session. So if you have questions, you can get on the YouTube stream or on Facebook and send them in and the presenters will try and give you good Bible answers for them. Fantastic. And this is like a, a nine-part series, so it steps from one point to the next. So it kind of builds, doesn't it? That's right. We had the foundation We last set the night. table. We That's... set the table. The feast is still coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we set the table, and uh, I guess today, tonight will probably be the first course. Yep, entree. <laughs> entree, and there's like eight, eight, yeah. eight more to follow after That's last right. night, so there's nine parts in the series. And I would recommend, if you haven't had a chance to see last night, I'd really recommend you watch... Last night, it's on the website, theend.digital, and that'll just give you uh, a good foundation for where Lyle, who will be presenting tonight, will be going. So that'll give you some background so you're not sort of thrown into the deep end. And so I would, I would encourage that. And as well, for our listeners, Faith FM, you may be like, ah, I don't, I don't have a computer or I don't have access to mm-hmm. good internet or don't have enough data or whatever. How can, how can our Faith FM listeners yeah, tune so, in? So if you can't get to the website, which is www.theend.digital, then if you're a radio listener, you can just tune in to Faith FM tonight at 7.30 and it's there live. You can listen to it. Fantastic. So, so do that. We have an election coming up. In a week from today, wow! <laughs> can you believe it? this most anticipated election in our lifetime, they're saying? We're going to have a lot to talk about next Wednesday. <laughs> we certainly are. We certainly are. So that's what this program is all about. We are looking at uh, current events in the light of Bible prophecy mm. because God has given us uh, information ahead of time so that we can know, as Charissa said earlier, not to be scared, not to scare us, but to prepare us, mm. to prepare us for that glorious coming of Jesus, which is which is the blessed hope that will bring about the climax of human history. Now, Charissa, we want to plunge into uh, finding out more about this image and this mark of the beast that we read of in Revelation 14 in the third angel's message. We weren't given any indication as to what it may be uh, there in Revelation 14, but we do have that information here in Revelation 13. So Revelation 14 assumes that you've already read Revelation 13 and you know what is being shared in Revelation 14 when God warns against receiving 
the image, so receiving the mark of the beast and worshipping the beast. So God assumes that you already know. Mm. And we have the answers in Revelation 13. So I think what we'll do, we won't go through and read that whole passage from verse 11 to verse 17. I think that what we will do is we will just read verse 11 and 12 to begin with, and then we're going to start unpacking it. Sounds good. So the Bible says, Revelation 13, verse 11 and 12, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is quite a power. Hmm. Quite a power. It has incredible power that is able to cause or force. That's another word for force, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, force the entire earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, what was that first beast? We talked about it earlier. Revelation 13 verses 1 to 11. Was it? Verse 1 to 10. 10. Yeah. 1 to 10. The Roman church, medieval church. Of That's right. Now, it's interesting, it says that uh, this power will cause or force, and that word there, cause, appears um, again and again mm -hmm. in that passage. It appears, I've highlighted here, it appears three times. Once mm -hmm. again, three, mm -hmm. uh, being very significant. And we're going to get to some of those others. Uh, but it causes the whole world to worship this beast who received a deadly wound and it was healed. Mm. It was healed. Now, we have this same description of this beast, this first beast, the Roman papacy, that received a deadly wound after that 1260-year period, which was in 1798. It ruled from 538 to 1798. We have the same description in Revelation 13, verse 3. Do you want to read Revelation 13, verse 3? says, And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Wow. So here we're told that this power, the Roman papacy, would receive a deadly wound, which is what took place in 1798. Mm -hmm. And the Pope was captured. Yeah. Do you want took, to tell us a little bit about what happened there? Uh, Napoleon's general Berthier came and took the Pope captive in Florence, I believe it was, was it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he was at the Vatican. Okay. He was at the Vatican and he took him away from there. I can't remember where he, fled. he Yeah. He went into exile and died a couple of, yeah. um, a, a couple of um, years later. Uh, it's interesting in relation to that verse 10 says, he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He mm. was taken captive. He was. Yeah. He was. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Yeah, that's in Revelation 13 verse 10. So here we have in Revelation 13 verse 3, this power that received this mortal wound, the Roman church state or the Roman papacy will receive power at the end of time. So the whole world, not just Europe, Mm. where the Roman papacy ruled and reigned for more than a millennia. But the whole world will marvel and follow the beast. Yeah, so we're really looking for a power with a worldwide influence. Absolutely. A, a nation with a worldwide influence. Absolutely. So, so this power in Revelation 13, verses 11 and onwards, this beast that comes up out of the earth, gives the power. Mm. So the world will follow the dictates of the Church of Rome. Mm. Okay, And remember, the issue is worship. 
That word there, worship, as we shared earlier, appears eight times in Revelation 13 and 14. Seven in relation to worshipping the beast. Mm -hmm. And that number seven is the number of perfection. And only once in relation to worshipping God. Mm. And that's in Revelation 14 verse 7, where it speaks of, you know, worship him who made heaven and earth the sea and the springs of water. So it's like... God is trying to say at the end of time, there's going to be seven calls, mm. seven appeals to worship the beast, which is, which is the counterfeit to Jesus Christ. And there's going to be one solitary voice, <laughs> you know, mm. worship God. It almost, it almost reminds me of, um, you know, that voice crying in the wilderness. John the Baptist. <laughs> that lone voice. Yeah, that lone voice crying <laughs> in the wilderness. And you think of Elijah. Yeah. You know, what did Elijah think? He was one against all the yeah. false prophets all of Baal. The, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there were the, all these false prophets of Baal there on Mount Carmel, and he was, he was it. He was the only one. And, I mean, he had a bit of a pity party later on, didn't he? He sort of said to God, hey, I'm the only one left. Yeah. You know, God said, no, there's 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee to Baal. But at the end of time, it's going to be just like it was in Elijah's day. There was a showdown on Mount Carmel, mm -hmm. and there's going to be a showdown at the end of time. And it's in relation to worship, mm. the true God or the false God. Um, and so ultimately, the two, uh, the two sides are Jesus Christ and the dragon. Mm. This is the war. It's between Jesus Christ and the dragon. So this power... Who is this power? How do we how do we know how do we know that this is the United States of America? Well, we're going to be we're going to be looking at that next week. We're going to be really pulling it apart. But I just want to share with you several individuals that have named this power as the United States of America. Sure. One of the first ones was John Wesley. John Wesley back in 1754. He was a keen student of Bible prophecy, and this is what he wrote in 1754. So remember the deadly wound was received by the Church of Rome in 1798. So this is less than 50 years before Napoleon takes uh, the Pope captive. John Wesley wrote in his commentary on Revelation chapter 13, He is not yet come, speaking of this power, this earth beast. He is not yet come, but he cannot be afar off. For he is to appear at the end of the 42 months of the first beast. That's what you were saying earlier in Revelation 13.10. Mm -hmm. um, where, yeah, he who goes into captivity. Disappears. Disappears, yeah. And there's another power that rises exactly up. Exactly at that time. So that was John Wesley. Then in the United States, we have uh, three, three Christian Bible scholars. One by the name of Tom, Dr. Thomas Goodwin. Another one, Isaac Bacchus. And another one, Judge John Bacon, uh, 1680, 1786, and 1799. Interesting, wow. uh, the year after 1798. And they all identified this power as the, uh, as, as they saw in the description, Protestantism, that's because the lamb. It's a lamb-like power, and, mm -hmm. and the lamb is Jesus. He's yes. a symbol of Jesus. So they looked at that, and so they came to that conclusion. It's connected to Protestantism. And one of them, the last guy, Bacon, in 1799, he suggested that the two horns that you read of earlier represent civil and religious liberty. Yeah. 
So that's what these guys uh, shared more than 200 years ago. That's amazing. But they didn't identify as the United States of America. But do you know who the first person was to identify this second beast as the United States of America? Who was the first person to go on the record? Was it Andrews? Yes! <laughs> was it, yeah. no, what's your full name though? Is it John, John Nevins? John Nevins Andrews. Andrews. There's a university in the United States of America named after him, That's Andrews right. University. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a foremost uh, Seventh-day Adventist uh, university there in Michigan. John Nevins Andrews in 1851, mm-hmm. 170 years ago almost, according to the Bible, according to this prophecy, identified this power as none other than the United States of America. It's not that long ago in some ways. Well, it's not. But 170 years ago, the United States was not what it is today. No, that's right. It was it's not much smaller. <laughs> oh, look, the population, the population back then was 22 million. Mm. You know, and he was only 22 years at the time, so he was only a young fella, but very, very bright scholar. And so, yeah, he was the one. And then you have another, another individual by the name of Alan White in 1884, who also identified this power as the United States of America. So, that's all we have for you today. We're going to come back in just a little bit, but next week we are going to start unpacking these identification marks. So sit back now and enjoy this beautiful song, Daywind Singers. The blood that Jesus shed
Welcome back, folk, to Faith FM and Looking Up. And we are in the last couple of minutes of our program for today. I hope and pray that you've been blessed as we have gone on this journey through the book of Revelation. Now, Sharissa, before we sign off, over to you for our giveaway. All right. So there's a really wonderful free offer that's for the first person who calls or texts the following number. It's a book called The Great Controversy. If you don't have this, you will want it. So first in is going to get it. The number to call is 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us on 0491-064-669. Again, the number to call, one 800 324-843 or text 0491-064-669. And uh, also a quick reminder that tonight we have the America and the End series continuing into part two at 7.30, wherever you are. That's the only thing to do at 7.30 tonight. Amen. Stop what Amen. you're doing. <laughs> Tune in. It'll be live on Faith FM or you can watch it on our YouTube page or Facebook, www.theend.digital. Thank you so much, Sharissa. You have been fantastic today. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. If I only knew, we would have moved uh, Peter to Tasmania earlier. So, no, not quite. Peter, if you're, if you're listening in, buddy, all the best. Um, we really hope and pray that God will bless you as, you as you sign off. And, folk, just a reminder, the words of Jesus. Now, when you see these things begin to happen, look up because your redemption is drawing near. God bless you and bye for now. Don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea I know His love is there for me We make our plans and still it's God who directs our ways He knows each step I make He knows each breath I take It's in our darkest hour We find our greatest need He knows what's best For you and me Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me i
every trial we face Precious lessons we can learn My faith grows stronger and His plan for me more His hand cuts diamonds from all we see as simple stones. I've learned to place my trust in Him. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your Oh